Welcome to the Door to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Emily Green, and I'm a psychic medium. This podcast is a place where I take you through the door to spirit. We talk about all things esoteric, spiritual awakening, psychic abilities, developing intuition, signs from the spirit world, and I may even throw in the odd reading or two. So sit back, take a nice deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Door to Spirit podcast. This is the first episode, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm so proud of myself for figuring how to do this because I'm definitely not technologically savvy or advanced in any way. So I'm just so happy that we're here and that you're listening and that I have you listening to this Door to Spirit podcast. This has been a long time in the making. Um, I have had kind of the pull to do a podcast for a while, and then that started to be validated and confirmed by getting a bunch of messages and emails of people saying, do you have a podcast or do you have plans to have a podcast? Because I would love to listen. So that kind of lit a fire underneath me and gave me the motivation I needed to get started. I wanted to have this launched by the end of July. So, you know, I'm a little late to the game, but we're here and that's all that matters. So I wanted to use this first episode as a chance to kind of just introduce myself if you don't already know me and my story. Um, let you know how I came to be where I am today, working as a professional psychic medium, giving readings. Um, how did I get here? It's a, a question that a lot of people ask, so I wanted to just introduce myself and give you a chance to get to know me um, and like give you an idea of what you can expect on this podcast. And I'm also going to be doing a answering questions from a Q&A from a poll that I did on Instagram. So I'm excited. I got some really good questions on there. So really this podcast, I created this podcast to just create more connection with all of you. I love getting messages from you and you sending me stories of um, stories of your loved ones or little signs that they've been sending you or just questions about spirituality, spiritual awakening, the other side, the universe, anything, anything. I love hearing from all of you. So I just thought that this podcast would be such a good platform where we can continue to connect on all of those different kinds of things. Um, I will probably be doing a segment every week where I have a chance to tell one of your stories about a sign from spirit that you got or a really cool kind of experience that you had or a visitation that you might have had or any kind of spooky paranormal experiences that um, that you've had, all that kind of good stuff. I'm also going to be having on guests who are friends of mine, people that I've been able to have the pleasure to connect with online, um, clients that I've done readings for. I will also probably be doing a couple of readings on the podcast here. I'll be doing giveaways and then recording the giveaway readings for the podcast so that you can all listen to um, a reading and hear me give readings, um, especially if you've never had the chance to have a reading before or hear a, a private, what it sounds like to have a private reading done. So it'll be great. It'll be fun. And yeah, really just to have people on, create conversations 
meditation create connection um help you feel maybe a little bit less alone in your kind of uh, spiritual journey or your spiritual awakening um journey and uh we'll just chat and have a good time so i want to start by just introducing myself. If you're listening to this and you don't know who I am, my name is Emily Green. Um, I'm a psychic medium. I live just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I give readings for people all over the world. Um, I have been giving readings professionally for about four years, and before that point, um, I was giving <laughs> readings definitely um, kind of casual, more casually to friends and family, random strangers, cashiers behind the grocery store counter, all that kind of good stuff. So um, I've transitioned completely into this position. I've come out of the closet and transitioned completely into this position um, as a psychic medium. And it's the best decision I ever made. So yeah, I wanted a chance to tell my story because everybody a lot of different mediums and intuitives and people that I've talked to just have completely different experiences of how their psychic abilities kind of started to open up or, you know, if they experienced them as a child or if they didn't, they just started kind of opening up as they got older. You know, we all have different kind of presentations of how this could happen for us. Um, and just before I get started into my story, I want to say one of the, the big things that I'm really clear on in my work is that every single person on this planet is intuitive or psychic in one way or another. Um, I don't believe that it is a special thing that is bestowed only onto special people. So even when people say to me, wow, you have such a gift. I say, no, 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 I don't have a gift. I say, I've developed my psychic abilities. It's not a gift for me um, because anyone can have it. It's not something that makes me special. It's not something that makes me unique. Um, it just means that I have kind of um, tuned myself into the vibration and the awareness of the spirit world and of energy. I'm just um, kind of, I've, I've done the work and I've worked on developing to, um, to, to, to attune myself to those kind of levels. Of energy. So it's definitely um, not a gift, although if you have said that to me, that's okay. <laughs> this is just a good chance um, that we can really get the right verbiage so that we're really kind of spreading this message that everybody is intuitive and everybody has psychic abilities. It's really just a matter of the two things. The thing that I always say is it's a matter of trust and it's a matter of development. Those are the only two things that it takes in order to become more in touch with your intuition, your psychic abilities, or even mediumistic abilities as well. So my story starts when I was very young, when I was a kid. I have this running joke with my parents still today that I didn't sleep at all for the first 10 years of my life. Um, so if you're a mom or a parent, <laughs> you can understand how hard that would be. Um, and I definitely still feel for my parents to this day because they were very, very chronically um, underslept <laughs> around the time that I was growing up. So I still kind of apologize to them for that today. Um, but the reason I didn't sleep is because I was incredibly sensitive as a child from the time that I was a baby. I never wanted to be put down. I was always crying. Um, I was just sensitive. I was aware of energy from the very first time that I kind of entered this planet, as a lot of children are, which is another thing that we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Children and psychic abilities, children and intuition, um, because children and babies, they come into this planet so tuned in, so tapped in, so incredibly intuitive. And it's definitely something that I like to educate on for parents, just if they're having kind of, they're confused, they're like, why is this happening? They're not sleeping or they're really anxious or all these kinds of things. This is something that I like to 
educate on and just kind of provide them with support on them. Like, yes, I know, um, you know, this is why this is happening. Um, and, and this is what you can do to support your child. Anyway, so um, my very, very first um, experience of the spirit world was when I was three years old and I was sent up to have a nap and I didn't want to have a nap because again, I didn't sleep. And um, I was laying in my bed, just kind of killing time until it was time for my nap to be done. And I was laying back and all of a sudden these three um, apparitions appeared in a semicircle surrounding my bed. And at the time, as a child, I was like, who are these people? Why are they in my room? Um, you know, what's going on here? One female and two males. And I know now today that those people that appeared to me in my room were my spirit guides, which is another topic that we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Spirit guides, how to meet your spirit guides, how to create a connection with your spirit guides, all that kind of good stuff. So that was my very first experience. I was three years old. And after that point, it became more and more commonplace for me to have kind of psychic experiences as a child. I had an imaginary friend um, when I was a child around that same age who was not really an imaginary friend at all. It was actually an earthbound spirit who lived in the house, my house at the time. And I uh, very, ever so, uh, so fittingly named him Ghosty um, as, as a three-year-old does. We're so very creative um, in our in the way that we name things. So, you know, that was, these are kind of, kind of just some experiences that I remember as a child. And there's so many more that I could talk about, but really you get the picture is that I was incredibly sensitive. I was incredibly aware from the time that I was a young child, which made it really hard for me to be in school. I struggled in school. Um, I had a learning disability. Uh, you know, I, I acted out uh, as I got older all of these kinds of things. So it was a, it was, a, it was an interesting ride. Um, then around the time that I turned, I would say I was probably 10 or 11. That's around the time when I actually started to repress my sensitivity and repress my psychic abilities, repress my mediumistic abilities. Um, so around the age of 10 and 11, which is actually quite common for children who have experiences of uh, intuition or sensitivity um, psychic abilities in childhood, typically around the age of, this is not true for everyone, but I have talked to quite a few people who this is true for, typically around the age of 10, they actually start to kind of shut down. And this really actually coincides with the education system um, and just kind of what's going on there. That's another story for a different day. But um, so they started to shut down. And really, I say that they actually remained pretty dormant um, for probably about 10 years. So from the time uh, they started to kind of come back online at the time that I was 18, 19 years old. Um, but, but through that time, you know, I'd have a little kind of sparks, little sort of um, little sparks of that trying to pop back up. But I actually very kind of intentionally pushed it back down um, during that time, the, that sort of dormancy period of 10 years. I remember going to bed and praying, 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 begging, 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 spirit, God, the universe. I said, take this away from me. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. This is too much. I just want to be normal. Please let me be a normal kid. I want to be a normal teenager. I just want to enjoy my life. Don't make me do this. So, you know, that's what they did. They, they, they kind of allowed me to, to be, for my psychic abilities to be dormant and to me, for me to have an incredibly, incredibly kind of, you know, quote unquote, normal sort of teenage experience, whatever that means. Um, and around the time that I was 18, 19, actually this would have been when I was around 17 because I was graduating from high school and 
I wasn't sure what was in store for me. I was incredibly lost, incredibly confused. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I knew I was interested in human behavior and psychology. I knew I was interested in helping people. I knew I was interested in serving people, but I didn't know how that fit in. And so I actually decided just to um, kind of take, not really go ahead and kind of apply to school, college or university or anything like that. And that was really confirmed for me when I woke up from um, a dream one morning, um, just as I was getting ready to graduate high school, and a voice outside of my ear said to me, and then this is this is maybe not exactly what was said, and just kind of repeating from my memory because it was kind of a crazy experience, but a voice said to me, you are here to do something different. You're not meant to go to school. Keep going. And so that was kind of the confirmation, the validation that I needed um, that, okay, you know, this feeling that I'm here to do something different is valid. I know that, um, you know, I don't exactly know what that is yet or what that looks like, but I know that I'm not just here to, um, you know, to just follow kind of a certain sort of path or journey. And if, if you, you know, if people do that, that's completely okay. It just, uh, I always sort of had this knowing that that wasn't for me at a very young age. So um, after that point, you know, I was still quite confused around what this doing something different was going to mean for me and what that was going to look like. And I kind of, one thing led to the, one thing led to the other, oh my goodness, one thing led to the other and I actually ended up just going to school anyway um, for social work at the time. And this is really around the time when my psychic abilities started kind of trying to open back up and I was trying to push them back down with all of my energy and my force and my might. And um, in doing that, I actually really started to, and this is, this is a perfect example of how when we kind of repress our intuition, repress our psychic abilities, repress what our body is asking for, we can actually really become quite ill, um, which is what happened to me. I actually developed a quite serious eating disorder um, and I had incredibly bad chronic depression and um, very high anxiety through these years. So it was it was not a it was not a great time. Um, but you know it it just you no. Know, I look back on it now in hindsight. I'm going okay. That was actually kind of the the push and pull of my psychic abilities trying to open back up and to try to get me to sort of. Um, follow this certain path and I was resisting it with all of my force and all of my might and I was saying no 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 although that wasn't conscious at the time so this is another kind of conversation that we're going to have on this podcast of you know repressing psychic abilities intuitive abilities and what that looks like for people how that can present for people and um, this kind of concept of surrender in this in in this context so we're going to talk all about that too throughout this podcast um, but you know, after that point, and I went through a really kind of dark period, um, a dark time of abusing drugs and alcohol, and just really kind of numbing out all of my sensations and feelings and emotions and my intuition, ultimately. And what really actually pulled me out of that um, kind of place, actually, first of all, was meeting my partner, um, who's now my fiance. We are getting married next summer, um, July 17th, 2020. Um, he really acted as a huge catalyst to my kind of spiritual awakening, re-spiritual awakening um, and my healing process, and my healing journey. So he's been a big part of this journey for me. And the other part was actually that I decided to go to see a psychic medium for the first time in my entire life. And I will preface this by saying that I 
although I had had all these kinds of experiences in childhood and I was, you know, as a child, I was quite interested in the paranormal and I was checking out kind of books at the library on, you know, the paranormal and watching Sylvia Brown on Montel Williams and all of these things. Um, I never really, you know, I was actually quite skeptical of psychic mediums. And so I am, that's why I say to people today when I read for them and they say, I'm kind of skeptical of this kind of stuff. I say, Hey, that's okay. I get it. I've been there. Um, and they say, what, how can you been there? If, you know, if this is what you do. And so I just explained that, you know, I was sort of naturally, naturally skeptical and that's okay. Um, so I went into this reading with a psychic medium and I sat down with her and she actually ended up being one of my very first mentors and is still a great friend and mentor and teacher to me to this day. And I sat down with her and the very first thing she said to me is she looked at me and she said, you know, you're a medium too, right? And I looked at her and, you know, my first sort of, my, my initial reaction, my gut reaction was, yeah. Of course, yes, I am. But my kind of conscious reaction was like, what is this lady talking about? She <laughs> is on something. Like this is not, that's not possible. How could that, how could that be possible? But really, you know, all that, as my conscious mind was kind of fighting this piece of information, my soul was going, yes, 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 yes. Listen to her, pay attention to her, pay attention to her. She's telling you the truth. So, you know, I knew that there was something to that. And after kind of that experience that led to many years of sort of just me stopping the fight of pushing down my psychic abilities and repressing my intuition and repressing my mediumship abilities. And it really kind of gave them the licensing, just hearing her say that gave them the licensing to kind of go, okay, it's safe for me to be who I am. It's safe for me to let these out. It's safe for me to express these things. It's safe for me to see what I've been avoiding for so long. It's safe for me to speak my truth. So it was really such a catalyst for my work and my healing and my, um, my development really to, to who I am today. So that was a big kind of pivotal moment for me. And from that point forward, I kind of continued after that day, something was awakened within me and I continued to develop and I continued to go to mediumship circles and do practice readings. I actually um, met one of my very good uh, friends and business partners um, at this mediumship uh, circle. Uh, her name is Andrea. We work together quite a bit. She's amazing. I will actually link her profile in the show notes. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a journey. It was, it was a process of, you know, years and years and years of pushing all of this down and so much fear and just feeling like, what are people going to think and what are they going to, you know, are they going to still accept me? Are they going to still love me? Will my high school, you know, people from that I knew from high school and from college, you know, will they think that I'm weird and all of this stuff. So there was a ton of fear. Um, and, you know, there was so many times when I was developing where I was like, no, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to keep going, but I did. And this is what I say to people too, is that developing your intuition and psychic abilities and, you know, developing mediumship abilities. It definitely doesn't happen overnight. It takes quite a bit of practice and development and building of self-trust and self-confidence and, you know, learning how to work with the self-doubt and all of these kinds of things. So it was a process, but all of the work that I did has led me to where I am today. And where I am today is that um, I am doing readings, private readings for people all over the world, um, Australia, Belgium, England, 
um, Brazil, all of these wonderful places and meeting all of these amazing people and getting to read for them um, in all of these different places all over the world. I'm doing group readings, I'm doing speaking events, doing all these kinds of wonderful things, just really talking about um, intuition, psychic abilities. I'm helping people connect with their loved ones on the other side. Again, giving them signs and symbols and just validation that, you know, life really does continue. The soul really is um, everlasting and ever present and our loved ones are always with us. So that has become my life and my passion and my life's work. And, um, you know, it seemed like the next natural step was to kind of flow into a podcast and continue to talk about all these kinds of things. So that is me. All right, so let's flow into the question and answer portion of this podcast. I did a question and answer poll on my Instagram last week, just asking you guys, what questions do you have about spirit, about the other side, about the afterlife, about receiving signs from spirit, anything to do with spiritual awakening, all of these kinds of good things. So I had some actual, some funny questions from a couple of friends of mine that I wanted to actually answer first. Um, so... A friend of mine, Shelby, says, when can we start producing your television show? And I had a good laugh over this one because Shelby is convinced that I should have a TV show <laughs> similar to, um, you know, all of these kind of um, mediumship shows that we know of, Teresa Caputo and Tyler Henry and all of these kinds of wonderful things. So she's um, convinced that I should have a television show and that she should be my producer. So, you know, if there's anyone listening and you produce TV shows, um, let's see if we can get that going. And uh, I, I hereby appoint Shelby as my producer, even though I don't think she has any production experience. That's okay. Um, so Shelby also says, do you go out into public places and feel the need to share a message sometimes? This is a great question. And this is one that I get actually quite a bit. Um, one of the things that I always say to people is I have two kind of switches. I have psychic medium mode on and psychic medium mode off. However, so, you know, some of the times, you know, all of, actually, I should say, all of the times that I'm doing readings, my psychic medium mode is switched on. And when I finish readings for the day, or I'm taking a couple of days off, I usually keep that switched off. Um, because it can be quite sort of a, um, an overwhelming amount of uh, information and stimulus that is being thrown at me. So I usually keep that off when I'm going out into public places. However, I will say that sometimes, you know, when a spirit or um, a message is really trying to kind of come through. It doesn't matter if I have switched my media mode off or not, they will find a way to push through. So absolutely, um, you know, if, if someone is coming through, there's a little message or just a little kind of hello um, or sort of a piece of evidence that wants to be delivered to someone in public, I will absolutely, um, you know, go up to the person. It is circumstantial though, because I find that that can be kind of tricky um just in terms of you know um the person's consent and just really respecting the person whether they're a complete stranger or someone that i know or things like that but i think the main thing that i want to stress with this question is i definitely don't walk down the street and you know have kind of an instant knowing of every person uh, you know every person that i see that oh you know they have a, a brother who's passed away or a mom who's passed away or a sister who's passed away it just doesn't just doesn't really come for me that way a big thing for me in my work is consent um and so you know if someone is is asking for a message then i can kind of tune in and and, and kind of give that to them so it really is um important to me 
that the person is kind of giving me consent to read for them in some way. And, you know, a lot of times I'm kind of actually just walking around as a normal sort of human being for the most part. Um, that's something that I'd like people to know is actually I, I live quite a, a normal life. You know, it's actually, it's quite probably just, you know, whatever normal means. Um, but I definitely don't, you know, walk down the street and see kind of like ghosts walking down the street and things like that. Um, I mean, that happens sometimes, but um, for the most part, you know, it's, it's, we keep it pretty normal around here. So I hope that answers your question, Shelby. Um, okay, so Lindsay says, I saw and felt things as a child too. How did you reopen your mind to accepting spirit as an adult? That's a great question. And I think I kind of just answered that. You know, it took a lot of um, deconditioning, to be honest with you, because like I said, there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of fear of just like, what are people going to think? And this was never accepted when I was a kid. And, you know, now it's all of a sudden I'm kind of stepping into this as my career and how is this going to turn out? So I would really say that, you know, it's, it is the way that I reopened was, I did a lot of um, just, again, deconditioning work and healing work surrounding my fear, surrounding my um, intuition and my psychic abilities. Um, I got a mentor. That's a huge part. I had someone who guided me and helped me through it when there was so many different things that I didn't understand. I was like, I would be texting her like, why is this happening to me? She's like, oh yes, that's completely normal. That's just like the this and this opening up and this is happening. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So, you know, support is huge. It can't, it's definitely not something that I recommend doing on your own. Um, it, it was an experience. So, you know, but I would just say, I would just say, really trust yourself that you can do it. And, 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 you know, you set boundaries for yourself too. If you're like, yeah, no, I'm okay with being intuitive, but I don't really want to see ghosts in my room. You can set that boundary with the spirit world. This is something that I tell people all the time. You say, I don't want to experience it in that way, or I experienced it this, in this way before. And I don't want to really experience it like that anymore. So can we just not make that happen, please? And they will respect that for the most part. Um, in 90% of the time in my experience, they completely respect that. So you just have to really set your boundaries and, and set kind of what's okay with you. Um, and another thing that I say to people too, is if your boundaries are strong in your kind of um, real life with the people around you and all that kind of stuff, then your boundaries with the spirit world are able to be strong as well. If you kind of consistently have weak boundaries and weak boundaries in your relationships and in your friendships and in all other areas of your life, then it is going to be a little bit harder for you to set up boundaries with the, the spirit world. So just learn what, um, what boundaries kind of feel like for you, what they look like for you in terms of reopening your abilities. You can set some sort of um, guidelines for the spirit world and guidelines for that kind of stuff. And hopefully then you'll have kind of um, a, a nicer awakening experience again and reopening to your abilities there. So I hope that answers your question, Lindsay. Thanks for asking. Okay, next couple questions are from <laughs> um, a wonderful friend of mine, Nadia. Um, she's on Instagram at, at, at underscore Nadia Gabrielle. She's um, an amazing human being and she makes me laugh very much. Um, so she says, what's it like to be so magnific magnificent? I can't even get the word out. Um, that's very kind. She's so she's flattering me and I'm blushing. So thank you, Nadia. And then she also says, when are you coming to Europe? She lives in Switzerland and I guess this is my official invitation. Wow. I'm excited. Um, as long as, you know, I can stay with you. I'm in. See you in Switzerland. Okay. Thank you, Nadia. Um, Next question is from Stephanie. Stephanie says, this is a great question. Do spirits ever come to you after a reading to send more messages along? So this is a really good question because I've actually done a reading for Stephanie. Um, and 
I actually get this question quite a bit. People say, you know, if you've done a reading for someone, you've connected to their loved one, you know, and you're still kind of seeing them around or you're still connected on social media or they're still emailing you or these kinds of things. Do they ever um, kind of reconnect with you for another message? And the answer is yes. Um, it, it, it's rare because again, I'm big on consent and, um, you know, let's just say you had a specific, once I've created, this is, here's the answer, is once I've created a link to a spirit in the spirit world, um, once I, if I ever try, it's like if you create um, a connection or a friendship with someone, um, you know, you talk to them once or twice already, it's easier for me to get in contact or kind of uh, create a link between me and the spirit world if I've already connected to someone before. So if someone just says, you know, um, let's just say, you know, Stephanie said, okay, well, what is, um, you know, um, this this person, this loved one that I have on the other side, what do they have to say about this? Um, it would be pretty easy for me to create another link there to kind of answer that question from the, um, from the energy of her uh, kind of channel through the answer from the energy of the loved one that she's trying to come in contact with. So long story, um, long answer short, yes, it, uh, that does happen. It is more rare, it doesn't happen all the time, but, um, but it, is, it definitely does happen there. And another question from Stephanie here, she says, what is it like for you personally after an emotional reading? I imagine it takes a toll. Um, this is a great question, yes. It's, it, you know, I definitely kind of come down from the emotion of a very sort of emotional or, um, or, or kind of heavily charged energy reading because all readings are different. Um, you know, all, all spirit energies are different. And, you know, even if a spirit energy has the most beautiful, bubbly, happy energy, you know, maybe they had some some things that we were discussing about their life and about their passing that were a little bit heavier, a little bit, you know, sad or a little bit hard for the person. So I definitely, you know, kind of get off a reading and I sort of just sit with all of the messages that the spirit brought through and really just honor them and thank them for, um, for coming through in the way that they did and really just take a second to honor their, them telling their story, coming through and telling their story and just saying, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for taking the energy to connect with me. And, and then I just take some time to take care of myself afterwards as well to kind of bring myself down from the experience. Um, so yeah, it, it can definitely take a toll, but I really try to kind of um, disconnect at the end of a reading and do some things that sort of make me happy, like go for a walk in the sunshine, walk my dog, make some food, um, that kind of thing, just to kind of come down from the, the emotional experience, just as you are after a reading as well. Okay, um, let's just see what other questions we have here. Um, okay, so um, Alessandra says, how is talking or seeing someone's spirit guide different from talking to someone who has passed? And then she says, how does it feel different for you in your experience? This is a great question um, because really the, the, and I don't want to get too, too deep into this because there's a lot behind this, but really the, I, the, I mean, I don't know if my answer is going to be very good, but really just, it feels different. There's a different energetic feeling between when I'm connecting to someone who's passed away and when I'm connecting to the energy of a spirit guide. I can't necessarily explain it. It's kind of tricky for me to explain. It's kind of like, uh, how it would feel different talking to a really close and trusted friend versus someone that you just 
it's met. It's like there's a different kind of energy in your connection. And that's the best way I can explain it. I hope that helps. Um, and then also, I mean, besides that, it's just, it is, they're coming from different kind of energetic places as well. So I can tell the difference. I've trained myself to kind of feel the difference in vibration between someone who has passed away and someone who is a spirit guide. And also the messages that um, someone who's, who is, who's a loved one who's crossed over and a spirit guide are going to be uh, quite different as well. So that's another way to tell the difference. Great question. Okay. Um, okay. Someone says, if spirit is talking to us, how do we know how to listen to it? What does it sound or feel like? This is a good question. So this is actually going to depend on the individual and unique way that you receive psychic information. So I would recommend to the person who asked this question, really do some research on something called the clairs. Um, these are the clairs. It's spelled uh, C-L-A-I-R-S. And these are called the psychic senses. And these are sort of ways that psychic information filters through our psychic senses. So it's going to depend from person to person. Um, when spirit's talking to me, it can take on a variety of different forms. I will um, kind of close my eyes and see images, pictures, symbols, numbers, or kind of actual physical forms of, uh, of the, what the person looked like in my mind's eye. So that's called clairvoyance. It's very visual. Um, or I will kind of just have random thoughts pop into my head. Um, I am also clairaudient, which means I can actually hear the person talking to me. So I will actually will kind of blend all of these different psychic senses. But it might look different for you. For you, it might just be kind of a feeling of like, ooh, someone is with me here. I don't know exactly who it is, but I kind of feel like I'm not alone. Like maybe there's someone kind of standing with me here. So it really just does depend. But I would recommend doing some research on the clairs. And this is something that we can absolutely talk about on this podcast as well. All right, that is it for the questions. Thank you so much, um, guys, for asking. Those were really fun. I really enjoyed answering all of those questions. And I hope to do more Q&As as well, because I know you guys have lots of questions about this kind of stuff and about me and my work and readings and spirit and signs and all these kinds of things. So that will definitely not be the last Q&A on the podcast, but maybe I'll do those every couple of weeks. Um, so... Thank you so much for listening to my first episode. It was so wonderful to have you all here. Um, I plan on re uh, releasing episodes actually fairly frequently. So if you're looking to stay updated, definitely subscribe to the podcast and also leave a five-star review. That would be amazing. And it just helps to kind of get this message and get this podcast shared with as many people as possible. So thank you so much for being here, everybody. And I will talk to you soon.